Um, not supposed to be here. Uh... Aloha and welcome aboard Disney's Contemporary Resort, the Disney's Yacht Club Resort, Disney's Wilderness Lodge, Disney's Beach Club Resort, Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa, Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground. Five, four, three. If you can dream it, you can do it. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Two. One. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the cast of the Walt Disney World Resort, we welcome you to Split Stays, a Disney Dads podcast production. A show about all things Disney resorts with your host, Joe Quattrochi. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Disney Dads Podcast, a show that is a little about us, a lot about Disney, and this show is a lot about Disney resorts. I'm your host tonight, Joe Quattrochi, and I want to welcome you guys to the first episode of Split Stays. As you guys know, as I've become a new member of the Disney Dads Podcast family, I love Disney resorts. I love DVC. I love everything from the All-Stars all the way up to the Grand Floridian. I love all Disney resorts, and it's on property I'm a fan of. And I got the opportunity to have a brand new show all about Disney resorts. We're going to talk Disney resorts, DVC restaurants, everything that we like about it, everything that you guys like about it on this show. So for tonight's inaugural episode, our maiden voyage, tonight I'm joined by one of the original OG Disney Dads podcast members, Mr. Justin Suter. Justin, welcome to the original, uh, the inaugural show of uh, Split Stays. How are you tonight, sir? I'm excited, man. You kidding me, dude? You, uh, you're you off, you're running. Split Stays is taking hold, taking control of all the Disney resorts. I am so excited to be your first guest uh, and man, I when we started talking about this this show back and forth and like throwing around ideas, and you're like, dude, this is kind of what I want to do. I was like, boom, you got it. This is that is perfect. I think it's missing kind of in the Disney uh, dads community uh, for those people who are like you that maybe aren't as park driven as most people are more driven by the resorts and the amenities that they offer. I think this gives a great outlet for them to be able to come in and listen to these shows. So, man, congratulations, uh, thank you, and awesome, awesome, awesome first uh, first show we're gonna do here. Yeah, man. I think, you know, when we think about Walt Disney World vacations, right, even Disneyland vacations, we're going to talk a little bit about Disneyland as well. I've been out to Disneyland a few times. I've been out to Alani. I've been to uh, Hilton Head Island. Uh, I'm going to be going to Vero Beach soon. So I've got almost all of the DVC resorts. I think I'm just missing Grand Californian. Uh, and I, they're obviously building new resorts out there. So there's always going to be something to talk about. But within, you know, our Disney community here and everybody planning Disney vacations, your resort is one of the most integral parts of your trip i mean everybody we always talk about you know what's the new shows the new dining transportation options uh but you know what and we do talk about resorts right but i don't think it gets the love and the center of attention that it really should there are other dvc shows out there i'm a part of one okay but i think that there's really not enough shows that even talk about the all-stars yeah maybe that maybe that's what you like maybe that's what you can afford maybe that's what you like you're you're a rope drop to a park closing kind of person all you need is a place to to lay your head at night you know so we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about some of the some of the great things that happen at some of the, the the values and the moderates that you know what maybe you don't know about and you know what? We all learn from each other, right? I didn't know everything. I still don't know everything about Disney resorts, but I have a passion for it. And I love listening to podcasts and shows about people that talk about them because that's what interests me. So if this is kind of up your wheelhouse, we're going to kind of go through each resort kind of like a little by little as things come up. Tonight, we're going to talk about uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge, the Jumbo House, because 
A, I stayed there for the first time last year, even during the pandemic. B, it's about to open up within, I think, the middle of late late August of mm-hmm. 2021, right, uh, Justin? So we got that opening up, which is great. And uh, our very own Aussie Dave, you know, used to work there. So I know that's near and dear to his heart. And our very own Mike is an owner there for DVC, uh, even though there's a couple floors of DVC over at Jumbo. So I figured this would be no better place to start than at Animal Kingdom Lodge. So. We're going to go through everything, uh, you know, that we could think of, the things that we like, things that we don't like. And, you know, what? I want to involve the Disney Dads podcast community as well. You know, if you're a member of our Patreon community, you're going to be putting out some polls out there to see what you got, what resorts you guys want to hear about next. Maybe we'll get some of you guys on the show as well. I have some uh, I have some friends already lined up that are uh, uh, are very passionate about other specific resorts that we're going to get into that they've already I talked to him about this show. They're like, oh, my God, I want to talk to you. I want to be on your show about that. So I'm like, absolutely. So we look forward to having some special guests coming on as well. So I figured this would be a, a great time to uh, to start this kind of uh, this kind of show, talking about resorts. And we're going to start off with uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge at the Jumbo House. Not Kidani. Kidani be a separate uh, episode at a later time. Uh, it's more DVC-centric. But Jumbo has a little bit of DVC, and it has regular cash rooms. It's got a concierge level. It's got a lot going on. So... Uh, First, uh, Justin, tell me a little bit about your experiences at uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge, the Jumbo House. So it's funny, too, because this is definitely on one of my top. It's my top five. I can't put it number one, but it's my top five Disney resorts. And there's a couple of reasons. One, it holds a sentimental kind of nostalgic. um, I know it sounds weird for me to say because it hasn't been around for that that long. Uh, But it's where we used to take Riley when she was little. When she when we rented the park since she was like eighteen months, Animal Kingdom Jumbo House uh, was our kind of staple, our go to. One, it has a lot of amenities. Two, when you take those breaks in the middle of the day when you have small children, you know I'm not a nap person. I don't really enjoy naps. Every now and then, like come back from the beach, that's the best nap ever. I mean, if we're being honest, this is the beach nap. Like you have you know a few beverages, go to the beach, come back, take a nap. Uh, but at the parks, I don't like to nap, but Katie and Riley, of course, always would. And, uh, having a place like Jumbo house to go to where I could sit on the balcony and read, enjoy a glass of wine, uh, enjoy the animals. I could go into the lobby and, you know, still be around the hustle and the bustle of people checking in, checking out, you know, enjoy a book down there, or I could just take a walk. I mean, you want to talk about an amazing resort just to kind of walk around and check out the artwork and check out uh, uh, the views and everything. It really is absolutely incredible. So the nostalgia uh, aspect for me puts it way, way up. And of course, where else can you have this experience, Joe? I mean, when you're talking about you're staying at a resort where zebras and uh, giraffes are right outside your door, you, you don't get that in Central Florida. No, you re- you really don't, and you don't get that at any resort. I mean, I will say this, and we're going to discuss things that we like and don't like, right? And there's actually yeah. many things I don't like about uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge Jumbo House, but you're correct. I mean, it- it's one of the most unique experiences. I don't know of anything in North America that you know has what Animal Kingdom Lodge Jumbo House has with the Savannah right there. You know, with you know, you walk into this lobby, and that's one of the things I want to talk about is the things that um, I love, and we'll get to that later in the show. But the lobby is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you walk out, and you see a literally a certified zoological park that's right outside yeah. of your room and right outside of the restaurants and amenities at, at the resort. It is crazy. Um, I will say this. Um, 
you do pay for it. I mean, it is a deluxe resort. It is a deluxe DVC resort. So for the prices that they kind of charge there, you know, you do pay for that experience. So um, that is a good thing. At least you are, they are delivering on what they're promising you with seeing all of that out there. Um, but it, it is a different, it is a different experience. My experience, and I, I'll say this, I've only stayed there once. Okay. And okay. I stayed there last year. Uh, we had a f- good friend of ours. Be- they were up in New York and they were not able to travel. And this is when the resorts were starting to open up. They had some points that were going to expire and they could not bank them. And they're like, do you, we know you guys are local. Do you want to go? Right. And we said, absolutely. So they offered us, believe it or not, two <laughs> weeks in a studio at Saratoga or a week in a one bedroom at Animal Kingdom Lodge. So I looked at my wife. I said, we, we were, were teleworking from home. I said, we could bring our laptops. Let's just go. And we could work from the hotel room. It'll be great. Two weeks is a long time in Disney. I don't care how much you love it. It's a long time. And especially if we were working every day. So like, listen, let's take this opportunity. Let's go and let's stay at Animal Kingdom Lodge. We've never stayed there before. We've been there, you know, here and there, popping it out for restaurants and so on. But let's go and stay there. So we did. They were nice enough to gift us the points. We went, we got the one bedroom and it was great. It was great working from animal kingdom lodge like listen if you if you if your job if you have the ability and you have the discipline to stay in your room but work from disney it's pretty cool um i literally i'm not a fan of the i don't want to give too much away just i'm not a crazy fan of the savannah all the time but i did a few times like step out on the balcony with my laptop and kind yeah. of do a few things you know it was it was different right but um but yeah it was good it was a different experience man there was nothing really open at jamba when we were yeah. there so so and this is one of the things and we're gonna have a section at the end of the show called fab five and it's gonna be like the five things that we love about this resort and we're gonna do it at the end because there's gonna be we want to finish each show on a positive note justin you always say that you and mike and dave we're gonna end on a positive note right so we're gonna do that at the very end we'll have our justin will have his list i'll have my list of five things that you know positive things we love about uh each resort or whatever topic we're talking about but you walked in there was nothing open and, and listen it was a pandemic we i understand it was like but there was like one or two floors that were open. There were the DVC floors. There was one person at the front desk, and I'd wave at them every day as I walked in. And <laughs> you know, but none of the stores were open. None of the you know none of the restaurants were open. There was nothing. Um, the restaurants and stuff were open in Kadani because obviously DVC was open, so you had to walk or drive yourself over and take the shuttle. Justin, it was crazy when we pull into the parking lot. There was maybe like eight or ten cars. Yeah. That was it? It was so no. weird, man. So we stayed there in september and it was us and four other families in all of jumbo house yeah i think it's busier now it is it's busier now it is they're starting to fill those rooms more but i'm with you that was such a unique and for that to be your first experience that's really strange yeah for that because that that lobby typically when you walk in is like it's crazy man because you're like there's people everywhere, you know, you get the excitement of people checking in and the disappointment of people checking out all in one massive lobby. Um, I was going to tell a little story real quick about kind of what you were talking uh, about with be- staying there during the pandemic and no one being there. Riley went and she built a droid for the first time. She would never, we, you know, we never done the droid build. We came back, we're in the lobby and she's like, can I play with my droid? And I look around and there's one cast member behind the, the desk and no one else. And I'm like, dude, go nuts. Take it up and down the halls. Do whatever you want. It was almost like being in The Shining. Uh, it was it was really scary at times. I'm like, this is this is frightening. But you know what though? It's I'm glad that you got to experience this because, and I hope this never ever happens again. 
because of yeah. all the crap we went through. But you know what, though? You and I have experienced like almost having a whole Disney resort to ourselves. Think about that. I didn't They're, see anybody for like a I day and a half. No, I didn't see. I mean, literally, Jen and I drove down from, from Daytona Beach area, and we were literally was like five or six cars in the parking lot, and it was so quiet. There wasn't any valets out front. There was no mm-hmm. bellmen. It was bare bones staff. But I, I would always go out of my way and say, you know, like, thank you for being here. And they were like so happy because I think when I went, it was the staff that maybe had seniority. Yes, I think they were it just is. so yep. they were so happy to be back to work. And they were like, Thank you guys so much for coming back. We're like, no, we're just glad to be back. I said we're local, but we've got points and it's just it's a staycation and we're you know, it was it was a great place to work because there wasn't like any screaming kids, no screaming adults. It, we were working from our rooms. We had the best Wi Fi connection because nobody was hooked up to it. So I mean we we had a great we had a great time. I mean, um, you'll love this too, is during our trip, you know. We went to the parks a little bit. Uh, we played a lot of golf because the golf courses mm-hmm. were never closed in Florida. So we played a lot of golf at the Palm and Mag. Um, it was great. I mean, so we we did those kind of at the end of our work days and stuff. But yeah, it was a little it was a little weird. And I say about being weird at it being all uh, you know closed and nobody there is. And I've talked about this you know before. Is if it's if you're looking for another option off property, Orange Lake Resort, which is down the street. And their property literally borders up to Animal Kingdom's property. If you look on like a Google map, my parents have a timeshare there. I've had it for years. It's a really great, uh, it's it's a holiday in place, a holiday in vacation club. And they got some like ni- really nice golf courses. Nothing crazy fancy, but it's a great place for families. It's another option. We've gone there for years as well before mm-hmm. I had DVC. We went and played golf there. It was so, in a, that resort is huge. And it was weird not seeing any cars in there. So, yeah, this is so my experience is, you know, what I'm saying I went and played golf. There was nobody there. There was nobody around Orlando at the time because nobody was there staying inside. Um, I didn't get the full experience. So I think a lot of my dislikes, I think, are maybe based off of my experience there with not having anybody around. Yes, I love quiet, but I don't think I got the full, you know, hustle and bustle. People checking in, yeah. families being excited. I will say the one cool thing, you know, like there's that drawbridge that kind of goes across yeah, the lobby. The fourth, the fourth floor, fourth floor yeah. up there. Yeah. Yeah. I was just kind of like hanging out there. I took a bunch of pictures, like got some like, sunset photos, like because there's nobody around. I got I got video. You can hear a pin drop in a place. Uh, it's incredible, man. It's, 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 it's so weird. It's crazy. So I'm going to piggyback real quick before we move on to the actual resort. I want to piggyback on talking about a, such a unique experience that everyone's going, well, I'm never, hopefully, never going to experience it like this. Um, we made, and I've talked about this on the other show a little bit, we made the ultimate mistake of going to SeaWorld one day. We bought annual passes, and we get to SeaWorld, and it was a two-hour wait just to get through temperature screening. Dope. It was another hour wait to get through like ticketing, and three hours to get in the park. We get in the park, it the lines for the food stretched on for what seemed like miles. I mean, it was really, really terrible. And finally, Riley and I both looked at Katie. Katie was most excited to go back to SeaWorld because Katie remembers SeaWorld back in what I call SeaWorld's heyday when they would do the shows, you know, like with the, the, the actual trainers would get in with the animals and swim with the whales and, and do all that kind of stuff. And I know there was tragedy and they had to change all that. But I, Kate, or Riley and I finally looked at her and were like, Mom, you know, and babe, we're leaving. Like we are, I, I'm, I've had enough. Like we didn't do one thing. Get in the car, drive back over to Jumbo. Right? We walk in Jumbo, walk down uh, stairs, and there's a guy, that's, you know, sitting there that, that's one of the trainers, and I, I'm talking to him. I'm telling him about my day, and he goes, "Come on." I go, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Come with me." He's like, "You want a private tour of the Savannah?" 
I was like, uh, jackpot. Yeah. And he goes, well, come on, let's go. Backstage, private tour of the Savannah. They're not doing that when it's a full resort. No, definitely not. It's not happening. And if it does, it's rare. But yeah, he was like, you know, come on, we'll make your day better. It, it, unreal. You know what I mean? Like that, those little things at Jumbo or Kadani, either one, makes it fantastic. So, dude, I, for me, like that's one, another one of those stories where a COVID experience, but it's something that's going to stick with me for a long time when I talk about this resort. You know, those are the, the things that the extra magic that Disney is notorious for doing. And they still do, obviously. But I think people sometimes expect it now. Yes. And, and that's the thing. You didn't expect it. You walked in. You had a crappy day at SeaWorld, which SeaWorld is actually is a pretty good park. I mean, I will say that it is. I'm going to give another try next week. So, you know, they, they, they try really hard. Over there. They, do, they do pretty good. Um, but, you know, what I'm saying, but you didn't expect it. You know, and mm-hmm. you walked in and it was just like, this is awesome. I mean, so and that's one of the things that like, you know, at that resort that you're going to like like you would have the option for that. If you were staying anywhere else, you obviously wouldn't. That wouldn't be an option because you know, yeah. Savannah. But, you know, so uh, but that's cool. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that you got to experience that. And like I said it took a bad experience and made it a good one. So so a lot of like what we're going to talk about today is like, listen, I'm basing it off my experience during a covid time. You know, I've I haven't spent as much time in Animal Kingdom in, in Jumbo House, as I've wanted to, um, believe it or not, we're more Sanaa people if we go to eat. Okay, so yeah. we're over at we're, we're usually over at Kadani. So, you know, I do like Boma. I've been to Boma a few times, so that's like been my kind of my experience before my stay at a at at a, in, a Jumbo House. But, um, but look, first, I want to go over just a few just basic things. I don't want this. I don't want the show to be like a review of the resort, but let's just get our, our intakes or inputs of it. What sure. are your thoughts? What are your thoughts of uh, now? I can only base off of DVC rooms. Have you stayed in non DVC rooms? At, I have. Uh, okay, I have. so yes. com- compare and contrast the both for us. I mean, like, is there, is there a huge difference besides like the basic DVC amenities, or is the theming the same for both? Theming's the same. Okay. Uh, the but but like I said, I think we've only stayed one time, and we stayed at Concierge. Um, and it was one of those things where you, you forget the little amenities that you have with DVC in, in the rooms, you know, when you're talking about a studio versus a standard, you know, hotel room is, it's a bad way to put it because this resort is look for a standard hotel room, it's over $500 a night minimum, pretty much, you know, whenever you're going to stay there. Um, but yeah, mostly I would say the amenities, like a couple things here and there that, that you're missing. Now, when you bump up to a one bedroom versus standard room, now we're, we're apples and, 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 you know, um, not pork chops. Like it's two completely different things. Actually, apples and pork chops go really well together. They do. We, very good. Apple sauce uh, and pork chops. It yes. was just, I mean, now I'm getting a little bit hungry. I haven't had lunch yet. <laughs> um, the, uh, but you know, they're completely different because the one bedroom, which where you were, Dude, you're in an apartment pretty much. You know, for yeah, those was- people who have not stayed in a one bedroom or two bedroom or three bedroom, uh, it's like having your house at Walt Disney World in a themed room where animals are outside. It really is unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, I will say in so I'm going to base now my view off of why I stayed in the one bedroom was the theming was cool. Okay, and and the the whole resort theme. I think the resort is themed very well. Mm-hmm. It's not a hundred percent of like my liking. For for example, like I always talk about Saratoga Oki West. Like I put them two together. I love the pastel colors. I love the palm trees. I love um, the golf courses being around the properties. Both of them, LBV, like Buena Vista Golf Club, runs through both resorts. Yep. But 
Animal Kingdom does a great job. Animal Kingdom Lodge does a great job with the theming that they want. I mean, it is immersive. I mean, because you're so close to the edge of Walt Disney World property, but you don't feel that way. Look at a Google map. You are like on the border of like where the property ends. I mean, and they make you feel like you're like in the middle of nowhere. I don't, I'm not a fan of like everything in the room is so dark. Dark, yeah. It drove me nuts. And and, and why it drove me nuts was, and this is part of the show, we're going to talk about the things we don't like because not everything is pixie dust and, you know, is sometimes I didn't I couldn't tell if something was clean or not, mm-hmm. and it was clean because the room sat empty for a while. But I just felt like when I was sitting like in the banquet for like the where the you know my wife and I sat at the banquet for like uh, uh, to work with our laptops during the daytime. Um, I I was like, can I sit in the chairs? I'm like, I'm not sure if the <laughs> bench, cleaner. Yeah. yeah, the yeah. bench. Yeah. So I mean, it was like that. It felt like a little dark, a little dirty, possibly. Um, you know, it makes me sleepy. I no, like no. bright. I, I like bright colors. I mean, and listen yeah. for your family. They love to nap, right? So yeah. they must have loved that. But so that I do agree that all the woods. That's what makes it dark. Is everything's woods because they want you to feel like you're in you know Africa. Sure. Um, and even the the carpet is like that brown, you know, kind of a darker brown. Um, you don't get those bright colors. I wish they would have went to more of a tile in the rooms instead of. Uh, and, you know, instead of doing the carpets everywhere. But I will tell you this. You were saying the one resort you pretty much haven't stayed at is the Grand Californian. Jumbo and the Grand Californian pretty much mimic each other with really? room-wise. Yes, and, and and they're a little different. But you have that northwest Pacific feel with the Grand Californian with the woods and the dark and all that. Uh, so I think they have this, pretty much the same granite, like on the countertops. Um as you do at Jumbo. I find it funny to talk about the granite in the countertops. The granite in the countertops at um, at Jumbo right now is the same granite I had in my apartment, my, uh, my condo in New Jersey like 10 years ago. I was like, oh, it's the same granite. I'm like, you know, <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, it's hard to see when it's clean or not, too. But yeah, it was kind of funny. I was like, oh, it's the same countertops. Yeah. It's nuts. Well, but it's, you know, what's funny, though, is you talk about, dark, you know, dark woods. Yeah. I, I don't, but the thing is, my feelings about that don't feel that way when I'm at Wilderness Lodge. I don't know mm-hmm. why. I have no idea why. I don't know if it's just like a mental thing, but at Wilderness Lodge, I don't get that feeling. Do you think it's the artwork, though? I feel like the artwork, and uh, now we're getting super specific. Yeah, now we're The artwork in the Wilderness Lodge rooms is brighter than the artwork in the rooms at Jumbo. Yeah, that's possible. I mean... Like, there's little things like that. Also, the the curtains are are darker at Jumbo, I believe, than they are at Wilderness Lodge. Like, the actual blackout curtains. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, but the funny thing is we're sitting here, like, nitpicking about darkness. Of, I know, like, it's so small. Stuff. Yeah. No, 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 right? But look at all of the new refurbs. Uh, as of a recording of the show, uh, Disney's Polynesian Village Resort just released um, video of their rooms, and they're, like, super bright. Uh, yeah. The, the new contemporary rooms super are super bright. bright. I mean, they're, people compare them to Ikea rooms kind of sometimes. Uh, I think the poly ones are really nice. We'll talk about that on another show, but... Uh, yeah, it's like from one extreme to the other. You know, Pop's got these bright rooms now, so, you know, I well, guess watch what you wish for, right? <laughs> it makes sense to go to more like hardwood floors, uh, you know, tile, all that. I'm going to take us completely off topic, though. Sure. And there's a reason why this affects us. So there's a great book out there called Fast Food Nation. It's by uh, Eric Schlosser. And it is talking about um, mostly like McDonald's. But it's talking about like fast food America, and there's a chapter or two in there where they talk about one. If you if you read it, you'll never eat fast food ever again. Um, I love White Castle, so I don't want to. There's two. I don't think they mentioned White (laughs) Castle. There's two chapters where they talk about 
where McDonald's brings in psychologists to pick the colors, or they did bring in psychologists to pick the colors of everything that goes into a McDonald's, even down to the chairs. And the reason they pick the colors they pick is because mentally for most people, it creates a sense of urgency and hunger. So people want to get in, get out. Interesting. They talk about that. You know what I mean? So colors do affect our our mood and uh, the way we feel, especially when you walk into a resort. So, yeah, I mean that definitely makes sense. I mean, listen, if the if this stuff didn't work, there wouldn't be an industry for it, right? Correct. Yeah. So, yeah. Mean, but we um, are nitpicking on on colors. We're we're, but. we're very much nitpicking, but the rooms are great. I mean, they're decent size. I think they're like three hundred and. 50 square feet or something mm-hmm. like that. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're normal size rooms for Disney property. Um, you know, Savannah view, non Savannah view. Um, I, we had a Savannah room, obviously with the, with the DVC room. It was cool. All right. It was cool. Like I'm not a big zoo person, right? I love animals. I do. Obviously you guys know that from one of the shows that we recorded a while ago, <laughs> I have a hard time hurting animals. Right. But I'm not a big zoo person. Right. I, you know, I love the safari animal kingdom. I love going on it and seeing the different things. I do it once. I'm good for like a trip, right? So walking outside, I think I saw the same tower of zebra or, or, or sorry, the same tower of giraffes like all week. And it was cool. But after a while, like you saw the same animals doing the same things. And maybe this is us being desensitized and maybe being very Disney spoiled. It I think probably, it, is. Yeah. it probably is. But for me, and this is why everybody's different, right? Everybody has different needs for their, their vacations. After about a, Two days, I was like, and sharing it on social, I was just like, all right, it's cool. Like, yeah, babe, the zebras are still outside or the, and the giraffes are still outside. And, like, you know, it, it didn't, you know, it didn't really do anything for after a while. I get and, that. No, I get that because I, I get that way because I've I've done long stays there. I've done full weeks and, you know, stuff like that. Um, and, and after a couple of days, you're you're right. I mean, it does just become almost second nature. And I think, too, because I've stayed there so often, it kind of becomes second nature. I get more excited to show other people. Like, we got a two-bedroom. Yes. Took, took yes. the grandparents down. And I I was so stoked because, look, they're from Ohio. You know what I mean? Like, they're not, they're not seeing that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? It's just not happening. And that's and if you guys have listened to our previous shows, um, I put what Justin just said in the same equation as if you're bringing somebody who's never been to Disney before, who has never experienced this, it's like bringing them to Hoopty Doo for the first mm-hmm. time, or bringing them to Whispering Canyon, fifties prime time, or the or the, uh, the the Aloha Dinner Show. It's it, it's like it's that Disney it's that Disney effect. Like yo, check this out. Yep. And you know, and that's what made actually made me really sad about when they took away the orchestra at Grand Floridian, and we'll talk about that during the Grand Floridian show. But it's like, where are you going to get that really? Even if yeah. you stay at a Ritz or you stay at like a Waldorf, like you don't you don't get the full orchestra in a lobby. I mean, nope. it's very rare. So yeah, I hundred percent agree with you that something like that, where you could bring them, say, hey, open up your window, check this out, and then you got kids who've never been to Disney before, like little ones. That's where it mean. That's where it really hits home for me that yeah spend the money that's where you want to do it for for jen and i we're like eh, you know so that that's kind of like it's really not up our 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 alley you know i'm saying like if i would ever stay there again i would probably get a non-savannah room and save some points or or even so we do non-savannah most times right Mm -hmm. we just do a standard view because we'll do a standard view studio because it's less points um but even with that a lot of times we see animals yeah there's only been yeah. once I've stayed there that I was overlooking the parking lot. It was kind of like the pool parking lot as you walk down. Listen, man, don't over don't overrate a, a parking lot view. I had a great parking lot. I had a 
our first trip, Jen and I, staying at Boardwalk. Yeah. Uh, Boardwalk Villas. We had a, a non-preferred room, which is actually better because it's quieter, believe it or not. Having a, having a room overlooking the front portico or portico share, like the, the, the drive mm-hmm. up, rather than the Boardwalk, is a better room because it's quieter. Some of the things that we saw out front was amazing. We saw a wedding getting into a limo. We saw people arguing. Uh, we saw people running for <laughs> buses. Yeah, no, I'm just saying it's 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 hysterical, man. It's like the stuff you saw. So we were like entertained, like so. Don't overlook a parking lot view or a road view because you, you never know what you're gonna get. You know what's funny, man, and you know why I love you do that. You're doing this this show is you 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 do take such interest in the little things about these resorts because. You prefer the resorts over the parks. You're Correct. you're a rare breed, you know. I am, and, yes. and and I fall into a little bit of that. You know, I kind of am probably fifty fifty. I can go down, stay at a resort, not go to a park one day, you know. But I want to be in the parks every. You can go and do seven days and never enter a park and still be completely content with your with your experience. Uh, I love that you're taking this on because we're talking about things that most people will never think about: color, you know, uh, the setup. The view, you know, most people automatically go, oh, I have to have a Savannah view. And, you know, we're here to tell you, you really don't. Like, if it fits in your budget to where a standard view works, you can still, even if you don't look over the animals, you can leave your room, take a two-minute walk, and have a view of an animal. You just took the words right out of my mouth, man. It's like, if it's going to save you a couple hundred bucks a night, it's like, walk outside your room, take the elevator downstairs, walk about 30 paces to the lobby, and you've got animals right there. And you could take that extra money and have yourself a nice dinner, buy yep. your, your son or daughter uh, a, a, you know, a, a souvenir in the, in the gift shop or whatever. I mean, you could take that money and put it towards something else and still have that. And honestly, if you've got little ones, they would know the difference anyway. No, they don't have a clue. So, no, that's it. Yeah. yeah. But so so speaking of things that you know, I, I kind of dive into, right? I want to ask you. We talked about rooms a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the location real quick. We'll okay. get into like we'll get into like you know an overview of the restaurants and stuff in a little bit. We I don't want to make these shows crazy long, but like I just wanted like a general overview. Of what, you know what we like. So location. What do you think of the location? Because this is the Saratoga Springs equivalent of the west side of the property. So so it's probably my biggest downfall with this resort. Uh, now, it works out easier for me because I drive to the parks. You know, I have a car on property. As we've seen since reopening, transfer- Disney transportation, especially Disney bus transportation, has not been stellar. It's and bad, that's me man. being <laughs> extremely kind. Um, and now, whenever you're talking about, you have a few of the longest bus rides on property when you're at this resort. Like, yeah, when you're getting to Magic Kingdom... It's a haul, man. I mean, Animal Kingdom, you're right there. It's easy. You know, you're two minutes over, especially since they made that back road a couple years ago. You know, remember, they used to have to come out and turn and go down and around. Then they made that back road in, and they have their own designated. And they've done that all over property where the buses have designated lanes now, uh, pretty much. But, um, but yeah, like, it, it was, it was, it's horrible sometimes trying to get to Magic Kingdom. You know, and it can be rough getting to Epcot and Hollywood Studios because it is a long way away. Now, I understand why they have to do it. When you talk about the size of Animal Kingdom, you can fit all three of the theme parks in there and still have room. You know, it's it's yeah. massive because, like you said, it's a working zoological uh, experience that you're going to when you're at Animal Kingdom. You are, it's, it's such a unique resort and a unique park in the fact that you're at a theme park that is a zoo. You're at a resort that is a zoo. It's just, it's crazy. So for me, if I, whenever I do 
um, sell people rooms or I, I book vacations for people and they want to stay in my kingdom, I say, listen, there's there's a hundred positives. Here's the few negatives. And we'll get into all those negatives that I have. Um, but one of the negatives is location, location, location. Yeah, and the one thing about location is, and I said, well, this is the Saratoga Springs, the western part of the property, but really Saratoga is like it's close to Disney Springs, mm-hmm. and but believe it or not, you make a left out of Disney Vacation, out of Saratoga Springs onto Disney Vacation Club Way, that you pass by Old Key West, and then you merge into Epcot Center Drive. You're at Epcot. You're there, right there. It's quick, and then you're down the street from um, from Magic Kingdom from there, so it's not as bad. Mm-hmm. As Animal Kingdom, you're all, Animal Kingdom Lodge. You're almost it's almost isolation a little bit. But I will say this about location: you drive, I drive to the parks now. Uh, I drive to the resorts now. Um, if you're somebody that's willing to leave the Disney bubble, for which we things, do, we go the back way. I pass that CVS or Walgreens or whatever it is, Sherbeth Road. So I'm yep. telling people right now, people don't know about it. I, I don't know if there's some if those are, are I think those are offices back there. They, were they are. The, they were doing the COVID testing back there. I know that for like the cast members. They have the one day. of their casting offices back there too. Yeah. Yeah. But you could, you could make a right and it's like, a, it's, it's not the fancy entrance. You're not going to get the big welcome to Walt Disney world sign. It's a back road. I think a lot of the cast members use it, but it's Sherbeth road. And that will dump you right onto 192. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a CVS or Walgreens on that corner. You're on the left there's, right there. Yep. Yep. There's a bunch of like Tijuana flags. There's a there's Walmart. A, so yeah, there's all kinds of stores like you're outside the bubble, right? But if you're somebody that's on a budget or, you know what, maybe you don't want to spend 200 bucks on a Disney dinner, you know what I'm saying? And you want to just go somewhere to like a Texas Roadhouse or, a, you know, or, or an Outback, you know, or anything like that, you know, there's all kinds of restaurants down by uh, by the new uh, Margaritaville area, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. down there. And uh, you can leave property and get on in and out of property relatively easy. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's a that's a plus of the location. Well, we were talking a little bit about staying there during COVID. The pool bar at Jumbo was not open. The Mara was not open because there was n- really nothing open other than they said, hey, we have a couple rooms here that because you're DVC, you can stay in them. Um, so we would go to the pool. The pool was open. But if you went to the pool, there's no r- option for food unless you go over to Kadani. So we would go to the pool, get set up, and then I would go – get in the car and I would go to like Giordano's and pick up a pizza, you know, or I would go to Walmart and get some groceries and we'd make sandwiches, like stuff like that. So it does make it a lot easier to get off property. I feel because you're not having to mess around with I-4. Yes. You know, and also to the, all the other roads, like world drive is busy. Uh, Osceola Parkway is busy as well. So all of those roads that interconnect within Walt Disney World where you got regular buses, you've got regular guests going to and from the parks. I mean, now there are some people that never want to leave the bubble, and that's fine. If that's your vacation, you know, and you want to have every meal on property, that's great. But sometimes it's nice just to exit out the bubble if you need to get, like, something real quick at the at the drugstore, you know, instead of mm-hmm. spending, like, a crazy amount of money at the sundry shop down in, in the hotel, you know what I'm saying? So, But I think that's a positive for the location as well. I think that, you know, it's close to 192. It's away from I-4, um, and you've got a bunch of like other options for like restaurants and for Walmarts, and there's a Publix down the street as well, so if Walmart's not your thing, so uh, and a Target as well, too, down the street. So, uh, yeah, Real World is down the road from you, but yeah, the location, I think, uh, there's a positive to that as well, not just a negative. So, uh, you talked about the pool and the lounge. Let's talk about the, real quick the pool and lounges. Um, I haven't, I went by the pool very briefly at Jumbo. I know the pool Kadani has got a very good reputation. Yeah. Uh, yeah I'm going to defer to you on this one. Tell me a little bit about um, your experiences at the pool. Like, I mean, how would you rank them on the list of uh, Disney World Resort pools? And so, 
uh, Kadani, we we did an episode a little while back where we did the top five pools or top ten pools on Walt Disney World property, and people were shocked that Kadani came out at number one. Uh, the Kadani pool is amazing, but and, and there's a few reasons why, and we'll get into those when we do Kadani, uh, do an episode on Kadani. Jumbo, the 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 vastness of this pool, like this pool is massive. If I'm not, I I no, I'm I may be speaking out of turn. I believe it's the third largest pool on Disney World property. I think it's eleven. Uh, so I'm looking online right now. Full disclosure: we don't know every number of top of heads. I suppose it's eleven thousand square feet. Yeah, I think it's the third. I think you've got Big Blue and Beach are bigger. At Art of Animation, Big Blue pool, and then the Beach Club pool. But I believe it's the third largest. And now, listen, I'm, if I if I'm wrong, dude, it list if you're throw it out there. Let us know we're wrong. But I believe off the top of my head, and I did not look this up, that it's the third largest. If I'm yeah. thinking through resorts. And I'm down for the two 18 person hot tubs that are listed on the site. Yeah. They're <laughs> they good size, there, man. So. They're good size. And it's, you know, it, it's 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 well themed. A lot it, this is not big for me because I like to get that nice Florida sun. You know, being a southerner, I like to be out in the sun and, and enjoying it. But there's a lot of shaded areas. So and it's naturally shaded. You know, yes, they do have some umbrellas, but you also have a lot of great naturally shaded areas. It's also very, very convenient to some great food options. So, and we'll get into those. So this pool has a little bit of everything. The only downfall to this pool, Joe, is if you have small kids, it doesn't have a lot of options for small kids. Okay. You know, like it's it just, for me, that's that's one reason why Kadani is leaps and, and, you know, so much bigger and better than Jumbo's pool. Um, if I, If people had small kids, I would try to point them to Kadani over jumbo now if you have kids that like my child's age nine jumbo's great because massive pool has room to be a lunatic and crazy and swim all day and also the one positive to jumbo's pool is as a parent and parents you're going to understand this i can sit and i can see the entire pool no matter where i'm sitting so i can see the entire thing whereas kadani a couple other pools beach club especially you don't have eyes on your kids. So you're up walking around trying to, now my child's getting a little bit older and is a confident swimmer enough to where I don't watch her all the time. But you know, in that like five to seven or four to seven range, you know, you need to have eyes on your kids at all times. This pool is, makes it much, much easier for that. Yeah. I mean, I listen, I, Jen and I don't have children, so we don't get that, but I know I watched my nephew and my niece mm-hmm. you know, when they were a little younger and you know, I'm like, it's my brother's kids. I can't lose them, right? So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so under your own, it's like you probably yeah. paranoid even more. Listen, Disney's safe. We all get it, but listen, it's the real world, right? So, it happens, man. It ha- yeah. tragically, it happens. So you have to be have to be aware. And that's something like I always try to stress to people is, you know, you hear these things happening at the resorts and the parks, and it's like just because you're at the happiest place on earth doesn't mean that you don't have to be aware, you know, as a parent. So that's true. And and the pool at Jumbo makes it easier to be aware. You can sit on your uh, lounger, enjoy a cocktail, and not have to be. Oh my gosh, where are they? Where are they? Where are they? So they're right there. So yeah, so they got some good pools over there. So at least you have options, you know. So if you're kind of like, like I said, this is an isolated resort, but it ranks up there, which is great. So uh, if that's part of your your Walt Disney World vacation strategy, and you want to have some pool time, I like I like the pool time. Uh, even when I was a kid, you know. Staying at Disney's Contemporary Resort or the uh, the Grand Flow or the Poly, you know, blessed the state. These fantastic resorts. It was a quick monorail ride back. It was a great way 
My mom used to, my mom still tells me stories about how we used to nap in the middle of the day. Go by the pool, we'd go in the pool, nap for a little bit. I'd nap on the chair, and then we'd go out later on to the parks that night. I mean, so if uh, that's the problem, though, it's like it's a long ride from the parks. But if you kind of built in some time where you drive yourself, you know, you utilize the pool. It's there for you. It's an mm-hmm. amenity, and it definitely will, you know, round out your Walt Disney World trip by you know doing something different. You know, um, can I? Can let me jump in real quick because I want to tell a funny. I want to tell a funny story, and it has to do with location. Kind of. So we were staying at uh, Jumbo, and like I told you, we went and we got a, you know a two bedroom or one bed. I can't remember what it's been years ago, but we had my my dad and my stepmom with me, and uh, we my dad could not grasp the concept of you're at the second stop because I'm trying to remember. If they go to John, coming back, if they go to Jumbo first or Kadani first, I can't. Whichever one they go to first, we were at the opposite resort that trip. Okay, so just for story's sake, we're saying we're at Jumbo, and the bus would coming back from the parks would go to Kadani, right? And so, my dad could not get it in his head that there were two resorts. He couldn't do it. <laughs> he would get off at the wrong resort every single time because he wouldn't stay in the parks as late as we would he'd be like well, i'm heading back he would get off every single time he it got so bad joe that he became good friends with the inner uh uh resort uh, uh van driver yeah there's like a van that they do you know and he he made he made friends with her like you know what i mean he because he, every single thing he would call me he'd go i'm not in that big lobby where am i and i'm like you're at kadani all right get in the van and go over and the but the reason I say um, my dad's an older guy and you know has some mobility issues stuff like that the he tried to walk it now for me I'm not a big deal I walk golf courses I you know but it's a it's a haul man have you walked between those two resorts I haven't no I've seen the shuttle but I haven't walked no okay. I, no, I, no I think Jen and I did walk once we yeah. did walk it was yeah we walked along the little lighted path yes. the path yeah yes. so it's it's a haul it's a haul and also. It's one of those resorts, too, where if you have mobility issues and you get stuck at the end of one of the halls, it is rough. Because coming home from the parks and your room's at the end of one of the hallways, it is... It reminds... The only other resort I can really think of that kind of has this feel where you're in this never-ending loop of hallway is Boardwalk. But Boardwalk at least splits it up. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's like it's never, and it's like turns at Boardwalk, you know, like you you're going back and forth, and you're like, I'm lost at some point. Jumbo and Kadani, if you're at the end, get ready for a haul. And also, my other downfall, real quick, and then we'll move on. I'm sorry, is the parking lot. It is disconnected. It's far away. I I just and you know I I don't know the parking lot Jumbo for me is a, if you are there during a real busy now when you and I were there. No big deal. We're parking right up front. But if you're having to park way in the back and if you drive to the parks like we do, then it's a haul out to the car, haul back. So those are little nitpicky things. It's definitely a haul from your room because you got to walk all the way from your room. Listen, and that's one of the positive things about like Saratoga, about Old Key West, Mm -hmm. because your car is right in front of your room. So, I mean, but yeah, that is one of those things that we'll say about Jumbo is at least with in regards to the endless hallways over boardwalk. Is at least there's multiple sets of elevators in Jumbo. <laughs> yeah. Boardwalks has got the one bank in the middle, and that's about it. So it's like, but I will say this: a little little tip. This sounds really stupid. It worked for me. If you feel like you're getting lost, 
open up your Google Maps. Yes. And and, and do the the satellite view and actually see where you're at. Yeah. Because I got went down a wrong hallway once. I'm like, does this go left here? And like I did, I was like, oh no, it doesn't go that way. So that's hey, you know what? Use whatever use whatever technology works. I mean, boardwalk's uh, the only one I ever get turned around in anymore. I mean, like it's it's legit. I'll I'll be walking because there are like these little left. And and right turns, and then you'll have like a almost like a roundabout, you know, where you're like, hold up, wait, wait do I go left or right here? Like, what, a, you know? And so, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But all right, so I mean, we're on like a little bit long, so we haven't even gotten to like the main, uh, besides the Savannah, right? I mean, which that's yeah. like the, the main staple. Like, I want to talk a little about restaurants, and I want to also talk real quick about the the lounge. And uh, let's let's talk about first of all, let's touch the bars and lounges real quick. Cause that's a big thing for me. Victoria Fall Lounge, um, located in the lobby. What are your thoughts about it? I love it. I uh, think it's. It wasn't open when I was there, but we've been there before when we've gone to Boma, mm-hmm. and uh, absolutely love that lounge. Absolutely love it. So underrated. What are your thoughts? I think it's one of the hidden gems of Walt Disney World. Yes, I think that a lot of people don't know it's there. I think a lot of people who are just visiting the resort maybe for dinner come in the lobby and then we'll go down like the back stairs and don't pay attention to it. Um, it it's small. It's one of the smaller lounges, if you think about it. I mean, pretty much you have, I would say, guesstimating off just what's in my head, maybe 12 to 14 bar stools, if that. That's about right. And then you have maybe like six tables that have two chairs or three chairs at each, something like that. But, so, you, over, but you overlook. You overlook like, the, yeah. It's just, it, it's the, the views from there are just awesome. Um, it's a great place. If you've got dinner reservations at Boma, you want to get mm-hmm. there a little bit like an hour early. You know, go over there and have a drink. Even if you've got dinner reservations to Sanaa, go mm-hmm. over to Victoria Falls Lounge, have a drink. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, either walk over or drive back over to Kidani, uh for your dinner. But, yeah, I just think it's it's a great little a great little lounge. I mean, listen, Trader Sam's, all these other ones get these big, you know, top of the world. Yes, they get all of the, the praise about, you know, lounges. But you got to find these little hidden gems. I mean, because they're there. They put a lot of effort into the theming, the design of them. And... If you get like a if you get a spot at the bar, it's just like you and your wife or you and your family, and you get a great bartender. You can have some great conversation, and you meet different people because you have the intimacy. You get you could have for a really great night before your dinner, or even for an after dinner drink. Mm-hmm. Oh no, one hundred percent, and it's it's such a unique location too. Like you were saying, I mean, you do have the views of the savannah, but you also are overlooking, uh, you know, the restaurant to, to where you can sit there and kind of see what you're about to experience if you're about to have dinner. So. Um, super, super cool. And it's kind of, it's unique too, man, because I don't know, people just, they either take the elevator down and completely skip that mid level. It's like on this mid hidden level. It's like, like a mezzanine. A, yeah. It's great. See, you have this fancy words. I say mid hidden level and, uh, you see the, the differences in our, our level of IQ. Uh, I, I took the elevator to the basement. You're sitting up top in the lobby. Um, but yeah, man, I tell you, it's uh it's definitely a, a go-to for me. I love it. I absolutely love it. So, all right. So now we, we got the lounge. I mean, there's obviously, you know, there's the pool bar and stuff, whatever, but that it is what it is, right? You know, but it's fine. It's uh, it's a standard pool bar. It's a standard pool. You know, there's nothing crazy special about it, I'm sure. You know, the, there's not many pool bars that are really special, I think, at Walt Disney World, but yeah, I can um, only think of a few. Yeah. You know, but this one off the top of my head, not, not really. Um, so, yeah. So let, let's get into the meat and potatoes now. For lack of a better term, right? Let's get into the dining at Jumbo House. Do it. So, uh, so the you know the first, well, let's start from the bottom up. Let's start with the Mara, the food okay. court, the food court area that services both Kidani and Jumbo House was not open when I was there, so I could say I have not eaten there. So I'm not going to sit here and talk to our DDP family and saying 
I have eaten there. It's great. I have no idea. So I've heard a lot about it. Uh, Justin, if you want to fill us, fill our myself and the audience in on your experiences at the Mara. Okay, so this is where Jumbo is much better than Kadani. Um, and Jumbo having the Mara is a game changer. One, two two words: zebra domes. One, I love them. My it's my staple for Mike's trips. He he loves zebra domes. Um, I like any quick service I can go to that I have a unique experience like they have options for of course they have your chicken tenders and all the stuff you can get but they also have options that you can't get anywhere else so like for me like the falafel you know what i mean and like it's they got all this stuff that you can't get anywhere else on disney property at a quick service location it's also a good size you know some of the some of the quick services i think are too big i think they're like vast and mostly I think about the value resorts. Sometimes, Joe, when you walk in those, it's busier in those because they're so big and there's so many people than it is in like the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, you know, it, it, they're they're crazy busy. Um, also, they kind of have just the, you know, you have a burger, you have pasta, you have pizza. You know, this has so many different options of stuff that you just are not going to get anywhere else around property. I think it's fantastic. I think it's... <sighs> Hmm, it's hard to say. I think it's one of the best, like quick service, not restaurants in. There's a lot better quick service restaurants in park. One of the best quick service restaurants at the resorts by far. Yeah, I apologize. I was calling it a, a food court, but yeah, I mean, I meant to say counter service. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I would put it. You know, one of my favorite all time counter services is Captain Cook's. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a good. Um, one. It's I mean, it, okay. It's small too. You see what I'm saying? I yeah, like that intimate like feel. Of and this, you know, this one's bigger than Captain Cook's, but it's not massive. It's not huge. I don't know. Like I, I think you, you, the theming gets lost in those massive, you know, quick service restaurants or, or, or counter service restaurants. So yeah, I agree, man. Yeah, but everybody seems to say good things about it. So obviously, mm -hmm. uh, not to say what everybody, what the group always says is the right thing, but you know what? Usually, uh, a reputation. You know, if you have that many people talking about it, usually it's uh, you know, the, its reputation will precede itself. So. Um, going on to now Jico. So I, I'm, I'm racking my brain here. I have no idea if I've eaten here or not. <laughs> I don't think I have. I think I've eaten. I'm a Boma guy. I love Boma. And we're going to get that. And I've been to Sanalva at, at Kanani. So I don't think I've been to Jico either. And, and honestly, how can I host a show about resorts? But I haven't eaten at all the places yet. So help me out here, Justin. I've <laughs> Tell done me it. about Jico, the cooking place. All right. I've done it once. I've done it once. People rave about this. Like, they absolutely rave. Now, I am going to call myself a self-proclaimed Disney foodie. I mean, I've eaten at just about everywhere on property, including Victorian Alberts, California Grill, Citricos. I still have got to get over. You know what? We, were, we did the episode on, on food, Joe, and we were talking about, like, Shula's and Yachtsman. Yachtsman, I don't have an excuse for. I don't know why I never think of going to... Swan and Dolphin for stuff. Swan and Dolphin's awesome. Man. It almost feels like it's just in a different, it feels like it's in Tampa. I don't know. I like, I'm just like, I don't, I, it's right there. You say the boardwalk, it's closer to walk there than it is to, you know, to the Yachtsman. So I, it's, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's because they're not always on my Disney experience. I know sometimes they are, sometimes they're not, but I guess, you know, because they're, they're the Swan and Dolphin or essentially Weston and Sheridan's that people just kind of like, I guess dismiss them. Maybe maybe they dismiss it because they're busy because there's a big convention space there. I don't yeah. know. I mean, but uh, but yeah, can, it's definitely good to try some new places. But uh, can this I throw, has to be on my list. Go ahead, dude. Can I throw a tip out there for people too? Since we're since we're doing a new show, here's a here's a great tip. 
Um, since reopening, you can get a lot of Disney World restaurants on open table. And the best part is, is that you could cancel them without the crazy yeah. Disney penalties. So if you can't get it on MDE, then you can sometimes find stuff on open table, especially Disney Springs, especially the resorts. So I had very good luck with a reservation on open table for Haleo and also for Splitsville. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll get into Haleo uh, this week on the show for sure. Um, I <laughs> I have eaten here once. Katie is not an adventurous eater. This restaurant is made for, I think, adventurous eaters. Um, she did the filet, which she does, you know, just about everywhere. But they put a red wine sauce on it, and she was like, Ugh. you know, just it wasn't her jam. Now, I loved it because I think it's a very unique experience. I know Dave raves about it. Um, but I, you know, I, unless you're a, unless you're a adventurous eater, I don't think this is a go-to for you. I think, I think you have other options around that you can do. And I think that if you're not an adventurous eater, maybe the other option over at, uh, Jumbo would be more beneficial. And that's uh Boma flavors of Africa. And the reason why I say that. Justin is is that that isn't all you now I don't know how it's coming back now yeah post pandemic but traditionally it's a buffet and it's all you can eat it's like 50 bucks or 55 bucks whatever it is mm-hmm. uh, for for adults but you could go and you can kind of pick and choose what you like so if there's something that you want to be adventurous and try it uh, you could try a little bit of it if you don't like it you could just push it to the side and try something else that you like I love Boma I love it I love the fact that one of the things that I love about Boma is is they have I'm a soup guy. Yes, I love, me too. I, I oh. love I love soup. It could be 95 degrees outside. I'm like, uh, babe, you want to make some chili or want to make some like chicken noodle soup, whatever. Like, I love soup. Like I literally haven't eaten yet today, and I'm gonna go get soup at Publix. Yes, for lunch, dude. It, it. The, Publix and Teeter have great soup too. They do, they do. They absolutely do. You just gotta get there at the right time, or else before they. Well, you, know, you gotta be over. there before like four o'clock because otherwise it's set all day and you're kind of like, Ugh, yeah, you know? it's picked, yeah, it's picked over, you know. Yeah. But but Boma is great. Um, love the soups there. They have such a wide variety of. It's a little expensive if you're not a big eater. Maybe the value won't be there for you, right? But really, what's a good value in Disney? You're paying for everything, right? But they have a bunch of different appetizers. I love like uh, the the chili cilantro salad. They have um, my wife loves the the the, the shrimp you, you peel there. Uh, I mean, there's all kinds of different um, stews. Um, let me see here. They have like uh, I said the mushroom soup. I love the. Um, Oh my goodness! I should have wrote this down before the uh, the squash soup, the butternut squash yeah, soup that they yeah, have there. That yeah. is absolutely amazing. Um, some of the entrees that they have, I know they have like a rotisserie chicken, they have turkey, pasta. They even have meatballs and and uh, pasta and meatballs for the kids. I mean, mm-hmm. so even like your finicky eaters, you know, uh, mac and cheese. They have like they have they have a separate section for like the kids, and I find myself going over there eating the kid food as well. And you could do it and not feel stupid about it. Well, so if you feel like mac and cheese, you go ahead and have mac and cheese with your tablooey chicken or, or your your. Uh, you, you know, your your nut crusted salmon, whatever else they're serving there, it, it's okay to do it at a, at Boma. Dude, preach, brother. I'm in. Yeah, that's what I do too. And that's the good part of. See, here's where here's where I land on this. Yes, Disney buffets are expensive, unless you're a huge eater, like you said. They are expensive when you're talking about a family of three, two adults, one child going in. I'm dropping 140, 150 bucks when I can go to California Grill and drop 140, 150 bucks. You know, so. 
But my child and my wife and myself all have this opportunity now to try something like the African spice strip loin. You yeah, know, that, the strip loin is good. It's good. I mean, that's that's really good. Um, so we have this opportunity to try foods that we typically would not. I think you're paying for experience as much as you are the food. Yeah, also, I mean, yep, you can see animals, Joe. That you can absolutely. You can see them during your dinner and uh, while you wait for your dinner as well. If you get lucky and maybe ask the host or hostess nicely for a, a spot along the window, uh, you'll get a nice view of the savannah as well while you're eating your dinner. So you get a dinner and a show. Mm-hmm. You're correct. So, but they've they've such a wide variety. I really hope when that when the resort reopens back up that they they don't cut this down because I mean they have such a plethora of side dishes as well, which is honestly you eat more of the side sometimes than you do the uh, the regular you know the strip loin or the roast turkey or the chicken. I mean they've got hummus, they've got you know fruit salads, and they you know, they got uh, the basmati rice. You know all the uh, and and the, the, there was like a chutney thing or um, a chutney. My wife liked whatever. So uh, black eyed peas, she loves that too. So there's all kinds of like different side dishes that you could have to kind of fill your belly up. So they had such a great. Variety, and then when you go to, they got zebra domes. Uh, you know, they have cookies. I remember and cupcakes and brownies. And I don't know if there was a soft serve machine there or not. Was there a soft serve machine? Oh man, Boma? I don't know. It's been a minute it's, since I've. Eaten I'm not 100 percent sure if it was still there or not, but I know they had bread pudding, which I love bread pudding because um, my wife hates that I eat the banana bread pudding. She's like, ugh, she hates bananas, so I kind of do that to mess with her. All right, that's blasphemy. I know, ben- right? Anything uh, bananas, banana foster is my favorite dessert on planet Earth. I don't know how I'm married to this woman, right? But we don't even like. She hates coconut. She hates bananas. I'm just like, how how are we married? Like, but we both love steaks. So I guess that kind of unites us there. So yeah, but uh, but it but Boma is honestly, it's a great staple. Um, it's a great option for families. You know what I'm saying? Like, and if you're out, in, you know. You don't need to be staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge to go to these restaurants. I mean, so give them a try. But, yeah, I mean, that's the highlight for me for Jumbo. I know some people like Jico. I'm a Boma guy. So, um, yep. yeah, I mean, so I think, think that's great. And that's definitely think that's one of the highlights of, of Jumbo House. Uh, and Kidani as well is, you know, including Sanaa with this, is, is the food options. I think it's adventurous enough for the everyday American palate to kind of venture out and like try something different, but also not ruin your dinner, ruin your night by like being like, okay, I've really committed to this and, it's gross and I don't like it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? If you, you know, so it's, you know, you go to a restaurant in like, you know, in Charleston or in New York or in Orlando and it's like, I'm going to X restaurant and you don't like it. You're kind of, you know, you're kind of, you know, SOL as they'd say. So it's, uh, you know, yeah, I, don't know if I'm I agree. To say that or not, but you know. no, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> For those of you who know what it is, you know what it is. You, you know, know, exactly. You know, if you know, now you know. So, but that's kind of, uh, you know, our little bit of roundup about uh, Disney's uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge Jumbo House. Want to run through the uh, final uh, section of the so- show, Justin, and it would be uh, like our, just your top, your Fab Five. We're going to call it the the top five things that you love most about Animal Kingdom Lodge Jumbo House. So we want to finish out on a positive note so go ahead and just give me your top five just run them down in no particular order what you love about uh jumbo house sure uh I, look i'm going to start with what i think is one of the most breathtaking breathtaking things on disney property and for those of you who have not seen it uh it's the lobby i mean when you walk into the lobby at jumbo it's it's vast it's it's well themed it's uh at christmas the christmas tree is just absolutely stunning um, the lobby for me is that wow moment. It even more so than the animals. I think when you bring people into this resort and they walk in, it's that you you watch their eyes just go glazing to the sky. You know, 
as they see this six-story, five-story, just massive lobby they're walking into, and you get a welcome home. And I, I think the lobby is there's a couple that do this, you know, throughout Disney property, but the lobby for me is is fantastic. Definitely one of my top five. All right. You want to just round them down? Want to go just ring them off? Or? Sure, I can do that. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, go give me number two, three, four, and five. Sure. Order. No, uh, number two is, uh, and these are in no particular order, is something we just talked about, the unique dining. I think the fact that you can go to places like the Mara or Jico, you know, or Boma, and you can have food that you typically are not going to get maybe in your small town if you're from a small town, or even if you're from a large city, you're not ordering it typically because you don't want to take the chance you won't like it. But now you're in a setting to where it's themed around the food that you're eating, you know, African cuisine, but also you have a safety net to where you can go back and try the things and have the things that you love. So for me, having that opportunity to have not your only yourself, but your family experience unique dining makes it a definitely a fab five has to go on the list of my top five. Um, my next one, and Joe, it's something we didn't touch on, uh, is the gift shop. Okay. Um, for me, I love this gift shop. I think it's crazy unique. Uh, you can go in there and they do have lots of African themed gifts. You know, if you have somebody that loves zebras or loves giraffes, like you can get them a very, very cool, unique gift from Walt Disney World that's not Mickey ears or a sweatshirt or a coffee mug or, you know, you can get them something really, really cool. They have lots of great artwork in there. Um, they do have kind of your staple Disney stuff too, but not as much. They do have specific. Uh, uh, Disney merchandise theme to Animal Kingdom at that resort. They have great resort merch there, by the way. Great resort merch. Whoever is the general manager of Animal Kingdom Lodge does it good, because I've been told that the resort-specific merchandise is up to the resort's general manager. Mm -hmm. And I know that Riviera, because we know Riley loves all the the art our stuff, you know, from yep. the Riviera gift shop. Animal Kingdom Lodge does great. Wilderness Lodge does a great job also with their yep. resort-specific merch. One of the worst, and I hope Disney's listening, Disney's Contemporary Resort. Awful. I've, I've made co- I've made multiple complaints. I said, please give us some resort-specific merchandise that I don't, don't want to have to buy off of Etsy. Yeah. Please. I mean, every time I walk by Bayview Gifts, I look for... Disney's contemporary resort merchandise, and there's none. So, well, I we'll get into this on contemporary. That's one yes. of my least favorite merch uh, uh, shopping experiences on Disney property. Anyways, I okay. just don't. I don't really love that area. Um, All right, continue. Continue on, sir. Continue on. Uh, my our Fab Five. My number four. Look, if you don't put it on your Fab Five when you're talking about the uh, you know this resort, and you're talking about Animal Kingdom Lodge Jumbo House, the animals. Of course, the animals have to be there. I love animals riley you know fell in love with certain animals watching the disney plus series on animal kingdom you know she we 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 were there a couple months ago you know and i've told this story before she wanted to go and find a specific bird casanova and the cast members went out of their way to find this bird so riley could see this bird that she had seen on tv and that's the kind of experience that makes staying at a Walt Disney World resort different than staying at a Hilton Garden Inn, you know, down the street. Like, you're getting these experiences that, that you can get nowhere else, and even more so here. I mean, with, with having these animals there. And it's not just the massive giraffes and the zebra. Like, the, the little things, man. The little things that they include, you know, such as feedings and, and you know, watching the trainers out there. 
you know, like drain and fill the ponds and do all that kind of stuff. It's a glimpse into how things work back on the savannah at Animal Kingdom when you go, you know, on, on the safari that you don't you don't ever get to see. Now you get to see these there. So for me, the animals are definitely on there. And last but not least uh, is the artwork. I think a lot of people forget when they go on a Disney vacation to look around, look up, you know, take your time. If you will just go for a walk when you're at Jumbo and you'll read the placards from the artwork that is around, you'll realize that they have stuff that is extremely uh, odd and unique and, and, you know, coming from cultures that I never knew about, you know, from tribes I never knew about, you know, headdresses and spears. And, you know, for me, the, those displays are really cool. You know, the, the, the African masks, like I love walking and reading about this mask represents this tribe. And so I, for me, the artwork is one thing that really sets this resort apart from most others around Disney property. I definitely think that my five are really different than yours. Oh, let's do it. Perfect. But but I will say this: I do agree with you. Um, because the 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 resort was so quiet, I did take the time to look at some of the artwork and the explanations of mm-hmm. what what they were. Because listen, they Joe Rody and the Walt Disney Company spent a ton of time. The Imagineers putting detail into this resort, so it's like appreciate it for what it's there. If you just walk by it. It's no different than staying at a Courtyard Marriott. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, so my top five real quick to close out today's show. My fab five is number one is I said this before. It's weird. It's location, but location because of location to get off property. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, Because and I'm going to say that because I found myself vacationing differently more, Justin, lately over the last couple of years than I did years ago. Now that I'm a, a Florida local. Um, we drive our cars. A lot of times I forget things and I want to run out and grab stuff. Mm-hmm. And to be when you're kind of like to use a comparison, if you're staying at the Contemporary or the Polynesian rather than staying at like Animal Kingdom Lodge close to that Sherbeth Road exit, it takes a little, little bit of effort to get out of Walt Disney World to get to where you got to go. It, being so close to the edge of property. Yes, it's a double edged sword, right? You're on the edge of the bubble. And, you you know, some of you want to be completely immersed, but sometimes I just want to run out and grab some real quick and come back. I'm on vacation. I need what I need to have on vacation. So I'm going to say location for the opposite reasons of being close to the outside world is a bonus there for me. Number two is uh, Boma. Boma, Boma, Boma. I love Boma. I love it. It didn't make my list for the last show, but I love it. It's like one of those ones that like I don't think I give it enough love. Um, I don't talk about it enough, but yeah, I love Boma, man. I really hope it comes back in the form that it was pre-pandemic. It probably won't. It'll probably come back even more a family style thing, but I really hope that a uh, family style version of it. But I really hope that they come back uh, with a lot of the great staples that was on the menu before. Number three is the ambiance, and I call it the lobby nooks and crannies. That's including mm. Victoria Falls. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody knows I'm on the Mickey Dudes podcast as well. A friend of mine, Dave Koch, who's a co host over there. Uh, during the pandemic, we recorded a show from the lobby. It was that quiet, so we could. But there's so many cool nooks and crannies in that lobby that you could just like. Take your family and go and sit on the side. Listen, if you come back from the parks and you've got a, a Disney Tragical Express ride coming up in a few hours and you you're at, you have to be out of your room, but you want somewhere just to like take a snooze on the couch, they've got a ton of great little areas that you could just kind of doze off and just relax. Uh, sometimes it's good just to get out of your room and like play cards in the lobby or make a phone call or 
do some work. If you're teleworking and you have your laptop with you, you can find a lot of great spots. If you don't want to be in your room or you have children and you don't want to, if they're taking a nap, and you don't want to bother them. Take your stuff down to the lobby. You can find a great place to sit. So I think that the lobby and all the little nooks and crannies um, are overlooked a little bit. You can find a lot of nice quiet spots. Just kind of, kind of like um, Wilderness Lodge has like the second level that we'll talk about. Um, there's a lot of great little spots like that at Animal uh, Jumbo as well. Uh, number four is going to be uh, the fact that it's got DVC concierge is available here. It's the only DVC resort that has concierge. Now you most likely have to be a DVC Animal Kingdom Lodge owner to get this because they fill up that fast. So at your 11 month window, you better be on the website or on the horn booking that super fast or else you're not going to get it. But the fact that there's concierge level rooms available for DVC, I think is a very big plus. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised that DVC hasn't done it more, especially with the plethora of points out there uh, that they maybe offer something a little different. Uh, for an example, if you're at like Bay Lake Tower and I'm just using Bay Lake Tower as an example, because I know they have a con contemporary has a very good concierge uh, club. Um, that's like, hey, if you want to spend an extra like so many points a night, you can maybe have access to the concierge lounge over at the main tower. So I'm surprised they haven't done something like that. But the fact that Animal Kingdom Watch has that, I think is fantastic. And the fifth one is, and this is a shout out to our our, our boy Dave on here, but the cast. Uh, Pre-pandemic, uh, they had a lot of cast members that were from Africa. Uh, we found it very interesting because we have very good friends that are from South Africa that immigrated here to the U.S. And we like to like share stories with them and say, hey, we met a cast member. Dizzy was from this part of South Africa or this part of Africa, the continent itself. The cast members there, they will talk to you about the art pieces and the artifacts that are in the lobby and tell you the stories about it. And they'll, if you're out on the savannah, they'll tell you about the animals out on the savannah. We overlook the cast members there. It's it's an attraction in itself. So I think the cast at Animal Kingdom Lodge is really special. Um, I'd say more than most, not to I'm not dissing the cast members at other resorts, but they, they bring a specialty to that mm -hmm. resort. So I think that that is overlooked a little bit. Um, so yeah, shout out to the cast members at Animal Kingdom Lodge. Um, at Jumbo and also Kadani do it as well. They do a great job there. So that's my fab five. Uh, so there's a bunch of things that we like, a bunch of things that we don't like, but really looking forward to the show, Justin. Um, we really hope that maybe our listeners will learn something new about it. If you guys have something that you like uh, specifically about Jumbo house or about animal kingdom lodge, let us know, you know, in our Patreon group or on our Facebook page, uh, let us know, you know, send, send me an email, Disney dad, Joe at gmail.com or Disney dad, Justin at gmail.com. Let me know, say, Hey Joe, I think you're really wrong about this. I think this is better. And Hey, you know what? I like the interaction. So, but I'm really looking forward to this series. Um, you know, going through the resorts is something I'm passionate about. I'm really looking forward to learning from you guys as well about, uh, you know, there might be some things about some resorts that I haven't stayed at or haven't stayed at a lot that uh, I could learn and maybe it'll make my vacation that much better. So uh, to close out today's uh, first episode of Split Stage, Justin, uh, what do you got for uh, you got any closing remarks for our, our listeners out there? Sure. Yeah. Well, first, uh, congratulations on the new show. And thank you so much for letting me be the first guest. Uh, I feel very, very honored. I'm super excited to sit back and listen to where this show goes and listen about the resorts and uh, different guests you're going to have on. Uh, and uh, also, I'd love, I got to piggyback really quick on your, your cast member, um, your, your fifth Fab Five. We did talk about it. One of the things I loved was when you would walk in and they would be playing the drums and teaching the kids to play the drums, you know, or you'd walk in and they would be whittling like, you know, the guy would be sitting there with a, with a massive stick and whittling and teaching the kids why they do that. Um, I love that kind of stuff. Also, they would do the crayons on the floor um, with the different imprints on the floor of, of, of uh, you know, of, of the resort. So I it's fantastic. I really, really love. And that's the kind of stuff I really look forward to seeing about this show is 
the little things that maybe I haven't thought of as, you know, a Disney fan, I haven't seen, I haven't experienced. But now in the back of my mind, Joe, I think for my next Disney vacation, I want to check that out. Whether it be I stay there or I just go have dinner and explore the resort. So I think this is a great opportunity for the Disney uh, family and for Disney fans to maybe explore these resorts in a more depth way than they've ever done it before. So love it, love it, love it, brother. And thank you again, man, for letting me uh, be your first guest. No, thank you for allowing me this platform. And thank you for letting all of our listeners know that you like to uh, color on the floor. I love to that, color on the floor. We know that was you that was doing it, not right. sorry. So. I can't help it. <laughs> no, I look forward to it. I look forward to the interaction with all of our DDP family. And uh, thank you for coming on for tonight's show. And uh, if you guys have any um, ideas for other show topics as well, uh, you know, in regards to the resorts, please let me know. Email me at DisneyDadJoe at gmail.com. Put it in the Facebook page. Uh, we'd love to, you know, hear. We're going to go through each resort. We're going to go through restaurants, and we'll get in-depth on certain things. But, uh, yeah, there's, there's plenty of resorts. There's plenty always changing. There's plenty to talk about. So definitely look forward to it. So from all of us here at the Disney Dads Podcast, uh, from Justin, for Mike, for Dave, uh, I'm Joe Quattrochi. Thank you guys so much for joining us here on Split Stays. We look forward to uh, hearing from you guys. And every time you guys enter a Disney resort, as they say, welcome home. Have a good night, guys. Welcome home, guys. Good to see you. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, man. This has been YDF Media Productions.